everyone and welcome to the Pearl Open Discussion Podcast Series, the series that takes you on a journey around the world of governance reforms and service delivery through voices working directly in the field. I remain Agwa Sonia and I work for the accountable, responsive and capable government pillar of the Foreign Commonwealth Development Office funded program, Partnership to Engage, Reform and Learn. Pearl. Today is a very special day and I'm just going to be starting the drum rolls because someone very special is on the podcast series today and it's a first for us because she is the first female to appear on this podcast series and I'm just going to be passing the mic over to her to introduce herself. Hello, good afternoon. I am Titi Lope Fakoye and I'm the Gender and Social Inclusion Advisor for ARC Pearl. Awesome. Uh, even the smile on your face, I'm so happy already. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank awesome. you, Sonia. And we're going to have a wonderful time together, I promise you. So today's topic, um, I'm sure we'll be very interested in this one because it's not as um, technical as some of the other episodes we've been having. The topic, importance of gender and social inclusion in policy making. Um, so, um, Madam Titi, please, just to give us a brief introduction, what is gender inclusion, um, gender and social inclusion, sorry? Okay, then. Um, first of all, what is gender? Maybe that's where to start from, before we look at gender and social inclusion. Um, gender is not biology. I'm sure we know that. And for those who will be listening to this podcast, those of you may know and those who do not know, just to go over that again, that when we talk about sex, that's the biological difference between a man and a woman. But gender is actually a socially construed variable. It's the society that says what manhood is or what womanhood is. What are the rights? What are the privileges? What are the expectations? What are the um, concerns that we have for a girl and for a boy? as well as for a man and for a woman. What are the responsibilities that we give boys and girls, men and women? And because gender itself as a concept is dynamic, it varies from place to place. The things that are expected of a man of a certain age in this place is very different from what is expected of a man the same age in another place. So gender varies from place to place. It varies from time to time. It is dynamic in that way. So even in the same place, over a period of time, the expectations and the limitations that we have put on, say, for instance, girls in this particular society, would change after some time, you know? And in another place, it would change after some time. Women could not take on leadership role in, in a certain place. Things happen. Men go to war. Men go to mine. And so who's left to run the society but the women? And so they take on leadership roles and governance roles. Whereas before, even culturally, culture is a very strong expression of gender. Culturally, this was what girls used to do. This was what was acceptable for girls and unacceptable for girls and for boys. But over time, these things change. Roles, jobs change, you know. We see women vulcanizers, women selling petrol, the jobs that, yes, that used to be the special purview of men. No longer. 
and even in engineering. the engineering before so. we thought it was you know lawyers and people who could speak and all of that that was mm, the furthest that a woman can go i'm looking forward to our women going into astro you know <laughs> getting into space no, and all of that it, for nigerian women is what i'm talking about right now i'm on a high because we're breaking world records hello <laughs> shout out oh, to toby amoson <laughs> She's just collecting the gold. Somebody says she's forgotten what it is like to lose. You know, and it's not only her, there's Esebume, there, you know, there are different people. Women are out there showing the world that we can do it. Yes. So that is it when social limitations change, expectations change. And so, you know, um, even for the women themselves, there's there 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 are many changes that saying, Yes, I think I can do it. I'm no longer limited by the societal construct called gender. And then that then ties into social inclusion. This really is um, a deliberate way of making policies change along with the change that are seen in the society. Yes, yes. Policies that used to be exclus exclusive, you know, um, where, whereas just involuntary exclusion of individuals and groups of people from the societies, you know, political, economic, and societal processes. So there has always been an exclusion. There will always be an exclusion. Social inclusion is because there is this exclusion, now we have to take deliberate steps yes. to reverse that. So when we say gender and social inclusion, it is recognizing that there is change over time, change in geography, the world is changing, the policies need to change along with it. So those who have been marginalized or excluded from the mainstream, social inclusion means now begin to integrate them into the mainstream. All right, that sounds like a, <laughs> that, <laughs> like that, a lot. That is very comprehensive and I think our, our <laughs> listeners really need to hear that. But I, and I think you've really spoken to why it is important. To yes, because exclusion prevents participation. Yes, you know, so yes. some people are just not a part of society or they're not reckoned to the fullest. Yes. You, and, and that gives a very um, a, a fuzzy picture. It's not accurate. It's not, it's not pixel perfect. And we need accurate representation to get the best of everybody in the society that we live in today. Um, so that, that begs the next question. Um, I know that it's very important to have um, gender and social inclusive policies, right? But we know how the world works and how, how things have been from the get-go. I know that there will be many challenges in in having this up and running. Can you just give us some of the, the major challenges I mean, you have seen along the way in having um, these policies? The biggest one, to be honest, is a cultural challenge. The role of culture itself in gender and social inclusion, because um, culture expresses itself more in this area. And so to begin to say that, you know, give your girls a chance. Don't place societal limitations on them. Oh, but culture says, oh, please, it's not about culture. Culture can change. Culture is changing. Let us accommodate this change. Boys can do this. Oh, really? It's against our culture. No, it's not. 
it's not about biology it's not about can it's society that has put those limitations so the biggest challenge is a cultural challenge getting into people's mindset in fact getting into the mindset of both boys and girls themselves both men and women and to say that, that yes because they've been told all their lives that this is what they should aspire to be this is the best that they can be so to be able to say that take a different lens to look at yourself it's not about biology it's about capacity it's about ability and you can do just as well as any boy boys you can cook just as well as any girl domestic chores are not the the exclusive purview of girls so, <laughs> so it's about you know culture and letting parents see that to be able to get the best of out of the boy and the best out of the girl out of men and out of women let them do what they can do best it's a big 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 challenge it's a big challenge because it's about mindsets first of all you, you cannot give what you don't have so for a woman she has to accept that level of rights for herself yes. empowerment for herself before she's able to ask that it be given to somebody else and for men as well and that's the beauty of this thing you find some men who are really great gender champions he beautiful awesome and women as well so it's not about biology it's not about sex it's about us getting each individual persons with disability persons from another religion persons from another caste sex whatever everybody achieving their maximum uh, potential in this world so um the challenge the biggest challenge is culture and once we get people to say culture is dynamic we can move it then the policies can begin to reflect the changes that we're seeing in the society okay so from what you're saying um, i believe the solution is to get people to really understand this right to really understand it in a way that is not threatening mm, very important in a way that is not threatening because you see um I'm, I'm, I'm moving into the area of influence and power, you know. The society, many societies are structured such that there are only two sexes, yeah, they're a man or a woman, yeah? So men have the upper hand. Many policies are written with an able-bodied, middle-aged, middle-class man in mind, you know? Yes, yes. That's it. And there's a differential impact of these policies. So the policies will affect women differently yeah. from how it will affect men. That's right. So for you now to be able to say, take a step back. There are other people in this society that are not men, that are not, you know, able-bodied, that are not middle-aged and all of that. Do you know that this policy is going to affect them differently? When you begin to think like that, but the culture says, no, 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 no. It's not about culture. Just open your own mind and accept this reality. Now, how can we then make technical tools such as policies fall into place to be more inclusive do you do you, do you yes, get yes, that yes, yes. so so that is it that really is the the issue i hope i've answered your question you've done more than answered the question please yeah. please please, please. <laughs> yeah. um, and i'm sure that so what i was saying about power and influence you know men have always had the upper hand yes. power is just generally that's the way it is in you know many societies it's been given to men yes. and so when you start talking about gender equality and inclusion 
it begins to look like it's a threat. You want to take away the power that I have over you. Mm -hmm. Why are women now asking for equality oh. exactly for more? I am equal to... But you see, the beauty of this is it's not about taking away power from a category of people and giving to a different category of people. No, it's not power over. Power over means that one group is the winner, one group is the loser. That's power over. I've got power over you. It is power to. I am giving you power to do this. It doesn't reduce from mine in any way. I'm just recognizing your needs, your challenges, and I'm giving you the enablement and empowering you to be able to reach your maximum potential. So that is the thing about influence and power and control. And that's what makes it very threatening that who are you women? City Fakoya, what I say, you know? Yeah. Not taken away from at all, at all, at all. It is giving to. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm sure that everybody that is listening to this podcast episode is vibrating in their seats like I am. But thankfully, um, this is not the last time we'll be having the beautiful Mrs. Titi Lope Fakoya on this, on this podcast series. So please please this is even a more reason why you should follow us on our social media platforms at pearl nigeria on facebook and twitter and also go to our website because we have more resources on everything gender and social inclusion at www.pearlnigeria.net thank you so much man this was this was this was an amazing conversation and that's why <laughs> Or oh, it's all our females out there. <laughs> this one is for you. Thank you, Sonia. It's been beautiful talking with you. Oh, thank you so much, Mas. Glad to have you here and hope to see you really, really soon. Thank you. Wanna hear you go?